Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Dundermill Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, Jeff Probst. <laughs> and I'm Edwin Janes, Michael's assistant. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm trying to write something funny here, okay? What am I going to do with a removed uterus? It could be kind of funny. <sighs> Come up with a joke that I can use, okay? Mm-hmm. Help me out here. Okay. Hey, Meredith, where's your uterus? <laughs> apologies every <laughs> no it's michael who should apologize or dwight uh, uh every week we get together to talk about our favorite show nbc's the office uh this week uh we're gonna we'll, we'll have our conference room as usual and uh we'll finish up with a little trivia and uh but uh Let's dive into today's topic, the alliance. Did you guys want to welcome uh, me back from the Bahamas, or do you want to? Oh just... yeah, I guess so. Welcome back from the <laughs> Bahamas, just go? buddy. Do you want to just go. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, jerky jerk face. <laughs> we already did that before the show. I just, okay, I know, so. I, we got we got drops back. Yeah, we got drops uh, back. Everyone's at humor, swing and a miss. <laughs> you feel that energy? It's good to be back. I do. It's I good do to feel have that energy. It's good yeah. To have you Welcome back. back, buddy. Yeah, we did Plus miss cream you. run, bro. <laughs> as uh as the super fan episodes from season one hit Peacock this week, we wanted to uh go back to season one, pick an episode from season one to talk about today, and then maybe review what the super fan uh version feels like and what the differences are. And then maybe we'll talk about what super fan episodes kind of are in general and how we feel about them um, or our thoughts on them. But let's start with the Alliance. The Alliance season one, episode four, written by Mike Schur, directed by Brian Gordon aired April 12th, 2005. This is only the fourth episode, but it is marked by many firsts. This episode is the first time we see someone say, absolutely. I do. 
to Dwight uh, proposing something to them. The first time we see the newsletter, which we've talked about, the office newsletter. First time we hear about the Dundies. The first time we see that Dunder Mifflin is on Slough Avenue, a reference to the uh, the BBC show. So, mm-hmm. but but I think like that absolutely I do is the biggest of all the first. Absolutely, it is. And Sean rewatching the Alliance. I thought this this is Sean's comfortable safe place in the office. This this episode <laughs> is the color beige in in 20 yes. minutes of TV. Mm-hmm. It is so just bleak <laughs> and no one is happy at the end of it. I just this is this is where you shine, buddy. That's that's so funny. I was going to save uh, that is my as my final thoughts on this episode. <laughs> but, Inverted triangle. But Inverted we'll, triangle. But we can you know, start man, there, we're though. Big, we're getting then we get small. You know, we can start there, though. This episode is very bleak. And uh, and of course, it's season one. It's um, there's just like there's just um, like. I mean, there's just boxes stacked up everywhere, and uh, the office is just so sad. They film. Th- this is one too that they were filming on on location. This they didn't like build a set. They you know they used to film in an actual office building, um, and then later they built the set replicating that office on stage. And so you know they shoot into the ceiling a lot, and you can see just like how like like the ceiling is just falling apart in this old office building. It's so sad and decrepit and I love it. You really love the ceiling, both the physical ceiling and then the emotional ceiling. Yeah. You know, everyone is trapped. It is. Everyone feels a little trapped in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't, they don't like, I mean, they do go to the warehouse briefly in this, but the part of it is like, it's, it's Michael sort of trapped in his own madness trying to write this joke for Meredith. He's like shut himself in his office. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the prank kind of moves around, but everyone's, everyone is a little cornered when they talk to him. The party planning committee isn't clicking. Nothing's, no one's happy yeah, here. People are afraid of Michael still. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's very clear in this episode. That's a huge dynamic that I noticed is that Michael is talking basically down to his employees, not um, only in the sense that they don't want to really push back on him or anything like that in the uh, versus later in the show. It's so conversational, Mm -hmm. especially when they're all in the bullpen and they're talking. um, But everyone is just kind of going to absorb what Michael says, keep their thoughts to themselves uh, and not react. And so you get a lot of Steve Carell improvs to himself. Yes. uh, Yeah. Like lines within lines. Like, you know, I'm always good for some serious yeah, buckage. the buckage, and then and everyone else's job is just not to break. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, really quick before we continue, and I'm going to leave this in. I think when you unplug and plug your mic back in, Edwin, you need to go do the original sound again. I think it. Oh shoot! Okay. Yeah, I did. did. There it's you okay. Go. Now are you, you got it now. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't it sound so much better. Oh, oh it's gorgeous, just beautiful. I didn't think that was possible, but okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But damage has been done. <laughs> yeah, when when like when you when you read through the transcript of this episode on Office Quotes, it's a lot of big chunks of Michael, which means it's always really funny when they just sort of they get him thinking into the camera. Uh, and there's there's several moments throughout this, and like he's like Michael's story in this is he a he, it's another episode where he sort of ruins everything at the end, and. He's procrastinating from a large issue by focusing on a very tiny issue that he 
writing this joke for Meredith that uh, uh, it just doesn't end well, and he doesn't even he he causes <laughs> a lot of people anguish along the way. <laughs> yeah, and he's got this whole f- weird thing with Pam going of like he's always he talks down to Pam a lot more. It's I don't know. Oh, he har- harasses Pam yeah. so much in this episode. I mean, in in season one in general, but yeah, um, yeah he's like calling her her his. He's calling her his assistant a lot, which, you know, that's not her job. That's Dwight's job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Dwight is a secret assistant. That's (laughs) he is assistant to the regional. I mean, this is this is some some blueprint uh, getting to see Dwight in covert operations, which is the best Dwight, as we've talked about. Uh, And this is really this really lays the groundwork for his uh, his zeal for that kind of work. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I and, I, you know, I'll formally say, too, that, that yeah, the storylines in this episode, there's only like two of them, really. Dwight and Jim form an alliance and Michael throws a birthday party for Meredith to distract from downsizing. But yeah, anyways, I mean, the whole Dwight and Jim alliance, I guess, I mean, it's not that I never heard the part where Jim is like, I don't know, it's something from Survivor, I guess. But like, we've been now watching Survivor so much lately. Um and like alliances are such a big part of that. I don't know. It never clicked that this whole episode is inspired by Survivor. I think too part of the reason this happens, and you talked about Michael hiding in his office, is that the episode begins with Dwight surprising Michael as Michael comes out of the bathroom, essentially asking him about downsizing. Will he be safe? Trying to get a read on the whole thing, and Michael doesn't give him a straight answer. Kind of gives him a pessimistic maybe. Should I be concerned? Maybe. And then Michael is basically in his office the whole time working on that card. So Dwight is turning to Jim as like sort of the next person to try to survive mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's yeah. it's a good call, Sean, too. With the, I don't they never really explicitly say Survivor or bring it up. Uh, we'll get to the super fan they part say it once. where they J- Jim du- Jim says when he tells Pam that he's formed an alliance with Dwight. She's like, what is that? And he's like, I don't know. Something from Survivor. I know that. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, this. But that's yeah. all it is. But it's such a throwaway. Like, I never thought about it. And then, and then, you know, we'll talk about the super fan thing later. But I, but uh, there's like a deleted scene of him talking about, like, if I can just get Dwight to say the word immunity. Yeah. Then, I, yeah. yeah. I guess I mean, yeah, that's true. I guess I mean, Dwight is not taught. Like, yeah. I, it feels like, and another time or in a later episode there'd be a quick talking head about dwight talking about how much he likes survivor or just dwight going like survivor or something like that uh there's none of this but call of duty, call of duty. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like peak peak survivor taking over the country all anyone's totally. talking about uh and yes sean you put it lightly that we've been watching it a lot it's like no we've been watching so much survivor over the last year <laughs> it's crazy so that's how they were approaching this, uh, is is or at least how Dwight's approaching it. It's like someone's going to be voted out of this office, and it's not going to be me. And I'm already like, if Dwight was on Survivor, he'd mm-hmm. be the most paranoid dude ever. Like, I would love to see. Yeah. I would love to see the whole cast on Survivor. One thing uh, that that moment when they talk about Survivor is the cut where where Dwight says, "But here's the thing, let's keep this totally a secret. Don't tell anyone." Cut to an alliance. What's that? what Pam says. I love the way they use the cuts to tell jokes in this episode. They do it with the water cooler as well. Yes. Oh. Which is a problem for me because I bring my own water to work and then it just cuts to 
the water cooler next to Dwight's desk. Why did you do this? I, <laughs> I, I love that he says, I didn't do it. It's for maintenance. And the office is so small. Of course he did it. They probably watched him do it. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> That's right. Everyone saw it. Also, I thought in later seasons, like when he does that, when he's like, I bring my own water, he just sort of holds up a regular plastic water bottle. I feel like later mm. seasons, they would have had a very shrewd some sort of Gordon mm-hmm. show. Oh, yeah. Very bespoke. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> something homespun. <laughs> right, uh, yes. That they missed. I was like, later seasons, they would have done that joke. This was gifted to me by my great uncle Honk. Yes. <laughs> Never been washed. <laughs> Some kind of jug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, what else about the original episode? We talked about the... Uh, let's talk more about the actual like alliance thing. Because there is a little bit, this is this is early on where like it feels, Jim can feel pretty mean spirited. That comes across a lot more in the supercut part. But mm. like, there is a bit of this where, where it's like, there's something about Jim pranking Dwight, running right over to Pam, giggling about it behind Dwight's back, and then going back for more. And they're sort of yeah. tag teaming until they literally have him taped in a box in the warehouse. You know, it's like some, yeah. it's some old school bullying going on. I think the show, it's funny because, again, this in the Supercut episode, you see a different example of this, but when Jim kind of gives his side or his reasoning that Dwight is always annoying him daily, mm-hmm. I feel like they, the example the show gives is the gun show thing with Dwight flexing for Jim. Yes. I think they could have picked maybe a more annoying example uh, for Jim. And uh, that's part of it. And then I think, too, that something that's going on really early in the show is that even amidst the threat of downsizing, you've got Jim who does not take this job seriously, does not see it as permanent, and Dwight who is trying so hard to hold on to this little world and his place within it. That's why he's trying to form this alliance. Everyone else is just kind of shrugging it off and going back to work, and Dwight is is fighting to stay. That's the thing. It's like he, the, the stakes are, I, I'm not going to say, the stakes aren't like super high, I guess, but like the fact that Jim's treating Dwight like that and, and, and the, the risk is someone's gonna lose their job i don't know feels a little if it was like a you know they're having a competition in the office for something i could see that but they're they're really they're really preying on his fears but you know i mean we have we have the full view of the entire show and everything i just i wish there were a couple more examples of dwight shredding things while jim is on the phone or something that's a little more uh, obstructive, I guess. Yes. There's a difference between yeah. Dwight is annoying and Dwight is making my life harder. Those are those are yeah. two separate things. And there's enough examples of him making Jim's life harder that I, they they could. And, and like, by the way, this early on season one, Dwight, like he is palpably a lot more annoying than he is later. There's just things you're just like, I can't stand if someone was just sitting next to me saying that. So th- they do a yeah. good job of making... Like Dwight's very annoying in season one. Um, Dwight talks down to Jim a lot. Yes, he talks and, down to everybody. And is that Mike? Yeah, he does talk down to everybody. But I think it, like it, it just hits a little harder if Jim's just kind of like the. I mean, if he if Jim takes this job and he's like, well, I'm just gonna mind my own business and make money, and then you've got this guy sitting next to you just talking down to you all the time, and he's you know Dwight. <laughs> like I, I can see how he, this is his way of getting back at him for talking down to him so much, and that, and also that just makes it even funnier too that Dwight decides to form an alliance with Jim. Mm-hmm. I am curious to know what the alliance was supposed to accomplish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how would the two of them 
<laughs> prevent the branch from closing. I know this isn't a voting situation like Survivor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I think he just yeah. wants to do some recon and do some espionage work with Jim. Well, I don't know. Doesn't Jim tells him at one point like Kevin and Toby are talking and Kevin's in accounting and Toby's in HR. So what does that tell you? And Dwight's like, oh, they formed an alliance. That's like yeah. what 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 <laughs> what do you think is happening? Dwight's belief, his enthusiasm to just kind of embrace whatever Jim puts in for him is uh, is pretty funny. And then Jim is talking yeah. to him about sandwiches. Their bread is very <laughs> yeah, good. that's right. The just conspiracies of all kind are important. We too. like Cuginos for the tasty bread. <laughs> uh, there is, uh, in the midst of all this, there is another storyline a little bit, which is Oscar and Michael with the yeah. uh, donating money to the charity. Oh, well, that's I guess right. That could that's be right. Yeah, I left that out. No, no, no. You're absolutely. Yeah, they all come together course. at the end, but that one is is the, when Michael makes the per mile error. Uh, Mm-hmm. And he's signed up for quite a bit of money. His own his own miniature Scott's Tots situation sort of uh, boils mm-hmm. over here. Did we are, did we um, did we talk about how this is the first uh, appearance of the party planning committee? Oh no, I didn't include that in my firsts. <sighs> Shock, yeah. go back. Nice. Let's start again. <laughs> yeah, let's run it back. <sighs> All right. Hello and hello and welcome. <laughs> 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 I, we probably talked about that in our party planning episode back two years ago, but yeah, uh, yeah. sure. But yeah, no, that 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 is notable. That's quite notable. Mm. Yeah, and then Michael has that. fabricated this uh, this event to kind of raise morale. Mint chocolate chip. It ends up totally, <laughs> yeah, and totally sucks it out of the. Actually, ends up pulling all of the morale out of the room and uh, making it all about himself, which is very uh, early Michael. <laughs> and even that first scene when they're. T- talking about streamers and the party plan committee sorry and phyllis is like we could do streamers oh it's a bad idea and angela's like no i like that like it's a weird it's like whoa yeah oh this isn't this hasn't gotten this hasn't gotten to be a toxic situation quite yet although she does follow right up with i think green is whorish well phyllis is wearing green so Mm -hmm. the characters Mm -hmm. haven't found their voices yet or they haven't been written that way yet Mm -hmm. and uh I think the rest of the ensemble is supposed to kind of be this sort of generic group of co-workers. Right. So Oscar being the one who asked about the charity run, it could have easily been Stan Lee or uh, some, something like that. Or the fact that it's it's actually Ryan's birthday and they don't <laughs> celebrate it. And Ryan says, no, no, don't mention it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot funnier with Ryan a couple seasons from now when Michael is completely obsessed with Ryan. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. True. I yeah, later see I, I did think about that too. Like it it would have been a more ensemble thing, the the charity thing, and it's like Gabe Gabe wouldn't have been a good person to accidentally donate too much and walk it back. Mm-hmm. Uh there's yeah. Totally, they they could have used some. Gabe would be a funny person to ask Michael to to contribute for this corporate charity (laughs) initiative. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And Michael accidentally signs up the entire office for you know four days a month of cleaning up a river (laughs) or something like that. And yeah, Stanley's upset. We have to do this once a week. I know how to use chopsticks so well. (laughs) Just when I like a warm pumpkin. Oh, get out, skeleton man. <laughs> um, we 
did want to talk about how Peacock has released the super fan version of this episode. But before, anything else to say about the original episode, or do you want to? I mean, we can jump there. into the, let's we can let's jump just, into the super uh, yeah, fan let's, episode. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go let's there. Let's get yeah, yeah. So if you if you've been on Peacock, uh, they they've obviously had the super fan series out for season four um, or three. Now I can't remember. Edwin will know. Um, but he walked away for a second. Story <laughs> this podcast. Oh, no. Uh, Edwin will know. <laughs> what, what happened? I just turned wait, on wait, the light. So that's the all Super I did. Superfans uh, season is season four or season three? Season three and season one now. Season three. And then they just put out season one. Um, so uh, we wanted to watch the Superfan version of this episode. Um, there's obviously... A, a lot of extra scenes. This episode runs at like 34 minutes now or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was reading on Wikipedia, which, you know, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. <laughs> Anyone in the world can write anything they want on any subject. So, you know, you're getting the best pop- possible information. <laughs> um, but uh, the first cut of the episode ran 37 minutes long and the producers were tasked with cutting the footage down to 22 minutes Executive producer Greg Daniels considered making the episode a two-parter, one focusing on the Alliance and another focusing on Meredith's birthday party, but the appearance of party hats in the Alliance-only scenes caused him to nix this idea. Uh, Because the episode had to be cut down due to time, several scenes were drastically cut. The filming crew actually shot about 15 to 20 minutes of Steve Carell coming up with terrible card ideas, (laughs) which was drastically reduced. (laughs) Yeah, I um, I really enjoyed watching the super fan episode. I yeah. think a lot of it was, I mean, talking about editing was just extended takes yes. or extended scenes. Yes, and you lose a little bit of jokes, but obviously you're trying to get to the certain runtime. Um, and in particular, this was a very jarring super fan episode because it's a, it because it's a season one episode with a cold open. Yeah, sure yeah. is. Yeah. Dwight is installing a security software on his computer and Jim is guessing his passwords mm-hmm. uh, correctly. Yeah. Um, and I think as we talk about this episode, uh, I mean, it's not like a spoiler sort of thing because the meat of the episode is exactly the same. The plot beats are the same. It's just that we have a slightly different viewing experience by getting these extended takes, by getting this little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things too that are cut that you you start to look at later in the show and you can you can see that the ideas they're coming up with the writer's room they never get rid of those ideas they're like this was interesting yeah. how could we do this later um i was i've been listening to some of brian Baum, brian baumgartner's deep dive stuff and they you know he sure. says like ken Quapis was on and they talk about that in the writer room of just like they just start with simple ideas and sticky notes that they just start putting up that's just like what if this happens and i feel like like even in this one, um, at the very end, they've got like when Dwight's doing his final talking head, and Dwight says, "I've learned a valuable lesson." And then Jim just opens the door and kind of leans in and is like, "And what is that?" And it pans over to him, and it's a weird like breaking the fourth wall thing that that mm-hmm. you feel you see a lot later in the show. But the fact that they were doing that this early on, and it's like they almost reuse that same shot when he asked Pam out, and you got to think they mm. they start to play with that idea more in the show progresses they also did um when michael is reading his alternate lines Mm. for the birthday card trying to get a laugh 
at the end he says he looks out to to a non like a different camera person not directly in the camera and he says can you just pick the best one and you can cut oh yeah so yeah the awareness of the documentary crew is different and ryan does that later in the show too it's like i don't know just use the best one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, i mean have i have to be say... crazy but it helps <laughs> <laughs> I would say overall, like these super fan episodes, like the show is even more bleak. Like it's, I, I think, uh, like in this particular episode, another scene is Michael just harassing Pam more about um, smiling while answering the phone, uh, yeah. and there's not really like a big joke at the end of it. I mean, it's kind of funny. He's like, "Oh, I bet if a unicorn walked in here, you'd be like, hello, do you have an appointment?'" <laughs> or something like that, but uh, yeah, you're going but there's with the whole also like supermodel thing, and he does that thing where he's like, yeah, puts it in right. front of his face, and he's like, tell me if I'm smiling. <laughs> he also he also does he it's man this little improv that Steve Carell does the he goes board supermodel thing smoke 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 <laughs> while he's like yeah, that pretending is, to yeah. be a smoking model is really funny, and there is, it does come back as a joke in the end mm-hmm. because. When Michael is doing that, signing up for the donation, Pam is telling him to smile. Yes. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah. okay. So it does. It does circle back. There I is, see. Also, I see. Get, Jim. Michael does get a little come up. Also, instead. Jim tells Dwight to pretend he's smoking when he's in the park and not waiting. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've always that, thought in, in in movies, TV, whatever, when an actor is smoking, you can usually immediately tell if they smoke in real life or not, or they have smoked, mm. based on how they. Hold it's just very subtle things, and I, I really couldn't tell with Rain Wilson when in that scene. I was looking very closely to like, did Rain used to smoke, or does he? And I, I really couldn't tell. It was right on the fence. I, if I was, I bet he did. I bet he used to. Probably he, used, he was a young actor in <laughs> L.A. and it wasn't just <laughs> that he pretended, 2000s. but that he pretended to throw it away and put it, it out. That put was it really out. funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I want to go to something you said, though, Sean, that I really agree with, which is like it did feel when you expand out the jokes by a couple minutes here and there and you add like 12 minutes to the whole episode, it got a lot darker. It it got a oh, lot yeah. more difficult to spend time with Michael as as it went through. That's what I felt rewatching this, especially all the scenes when he's trying to rewrite the jokes and you're just you're just going crazy with him. And yeah, it, and it makes the ending like when the. When the jo- when the jokes aren't as short and punchy, the ending when he sort of ruins it all, it is it is torture to watch, and it was, it yeah. was dark. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I lo- I love it too, and but but like there's like another scene where he's just walking through the party and just saying like kind of you know jerky things to everyone, and they're just like okay, and then he'll just like keep walking, and he's just like feeling himself so much, and it's like. It's really funny, but it's like it it starts to feel more like the BBC show. Like it it doesn't quite have that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, well, I, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. That it feels like the BBC Office because my experience watching the BBC Office for the first time was just this such a long stretch between jokes. But when there was a joke, it hit a lot harder mm-hmm. because you weren't expecting it. it kind of lulled you to sleep a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then. I would say that the reason that, in part, the reason that this one feels bleaker as you expand it is because that's just the tone of the episode. I mean, it wouldn't be the same for an episode in the later. Like, if you took a season seven episode and expanded it, you wouldn't, I don't think you would come away and be like, wow, that was a lot less optimistic. Well, that actually makes me think now, like, it's like, maybe I just, maybe it 
seeing this episode for the first time, it was so bleak. You know what I mean? But it, but now I've come to love it. It's such a comfort to me, and I you know love all the jokes, and I love seeing like the old office. Um, but maybe like seeing these fresh and new scenes and seeing it this fresh and new cut, like it it ha- it hits like it used to. I I will say there was. <laughs> What? <laughs> just, just talking like an old drug addict. These super fan episodes are just giving me that high I used to get. Been chasing that for well, years, brother. I mean, the laugh, there was uh, one of the alternate takes that Michael did for uh, the birthday card made me, like I had, I was not <laughs> expecting me, it. It made me laugh it. at the what show. Hey, what's the difference between Meredith and Michael Jackson? <laughs> Michael Jackson's surgery was unnecessary. <laughs> what? It's like you're talking about my hysterectomy. She she gets it. Yeah. Good. And then they all so they the all joke go to is comfort her. Necessary. <laughs> yeah. Surgery. He, does, he just does a roast of Meredith, pretty much that no yeah. one asked for, and is not funny. And he gets upset yeah. when they all try to comfort her because she takes it really hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, Meredith, that's Liz the other Taylor thing. Called. She wants but her age back made, and her yeah. divorce is back. Oh, sorry. sorry. That sorry. it made me laugh. In a way that, like, you know, when you, it, it was like watching The Office for the first time, like, because you're not expecting yeah. that joke. Some mm-hmm. surprises. Sean, what were you going to say? Uh... Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the difference. I mean, as we talk about super super fan episodes Did I start? in general. It's been <laughs> a long go. time. Thank it's you. been a long time. We need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. For uh, the fans. Texas yeah. justice. <laughs> Um, but (laughs) you know over the years i feel like i've watched all the deleted scenes or i know for sure that i've watched all the deleted scenes on the dvds at least once but it's harder it's easier to remember them if they're cut together with the actual episode it makes more of an impact and it's a different viewing experience to watch deleted scenes separate from the episode itself so and it lends it, it leads to a little bit of was this in the original cut or the one that aired, or is this in like a new cut or a version that was on Netflix, or did they change something when they went to Peacock, etc.? It's kind of fun. It leads to a little bit of the what the Mandela effect, like if you remember something. Mm. But uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, I really I really like the super fan episodes. I'm excited. What do you guys think? How do you like them? I they're del- I mean they're great. I mean we first yeah. I feel like the first one I saw was on our retreat a few months back. Uh, not long after the the transfer over, and and we we mm-hmm. we had that we had that experience together watching it and being like looking at each other like wait this wasn't this isn't in the episode, mm-hmm. and that uh, that sort of delight of watching it for the first time came back. So yeah, I I feel you, Sean. I got I also got that old that old high yeah. that old brush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like every time I'm seeing like a new scene, I'm just like oh I. Did I just forget about this part? And it's like, no, no, no. This is a new. This is a whole new scene. That's crazy. I haven't seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so much. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I can often tell. I feel like I can often understand why a scene was cut. You know what I mean? I think sure. it does make the show better that yeah. some of these things weren't in the original, but. For the super fans, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there was a lot of uh, 
frustration when The Office moved from Netflix to Peacock, and a lot of people still, I imagine a lot of our listeners still didn't, yeah. haven't signed up for it. But I do feel like having MB, with NBC controlling its own IP again, it does give us more opportunities for these types of episodes. Or, uh, for example, they released that uh, the cold open of The Matrix that, that wasn't available before. <laughs> right. And if it leads to more office content generally being created, then I'm all for it. Yep. Agreed. For sure. Um, any any last thoughts about the Alliance and the and the super fan cut? No, I mean it's such a early classic vintage episode of The Office. The show is still kind of finding itself a little bit. Yeah. Uh it just it it feels so different and uh from where the show goes eventually. Um and it's just it's fun to watch. It's fun to tap back into that. I'm really I this is the first one of season one's I've seen of the super fans, so I'm pretty excited to, to revisit the whole season with these. Same. Can't wait. I, I'm on, I can't here. wait to see basketball. If there's if there's more footage. That, yeah, I watched that one. It's is great. It, okay, it's is great. there more? Yeah. Is there more hoops footage? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Oh, nice Excellent, hoops. Dude. Hoops. I know All you right. like those hoops, Sean. I do like those hoops, but unfortunately, it's he we have to move them. on. He likes jumping through <laughs> them. He likes hula hula them. <laughs> uh, before we go All to the right. conference room I meant to say this at the top of the show oh. uh, really just to plug this because we we Do just we it. just put out our new Patreon episode uh, yesterday or today mm-hmm. I guess yesterday yeah yesterday Two days. is coming yeah. out uh, and we're going to also have today that this episode comes out we're going to have also a bonus episode our archived episode from a long time ago yeah uh, our overrated machine. underrated mm-hmm. episode we never released <laughs> I- I'm there's interested to hear what we said. I, I'm I, interested yeah. to hear what we said, but I also um, there's when I, when you go back to listen to those early ones, where yeah. there's stuff I said that doing this show has cost me to change my mind. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's true. Our dirty laundry yeah, is going it, up, so uh, it's a great time to get in on Patreon. I meant to yeah, say that if up you top. sorry, if you are a Scott Totter, you are going to become a Scott Tot to listen to this. Just know that uh, we've grown a lot since. Yes. <laughs> we also yeah we have okay. two bonus episodes and our monthly episodes on there. Um, and I don't remember what was said, so I... It'll be a surprise for us. <laughs> but for whatever reason, at the end of it, we were like, that wasn't... that. We don't have to put that one. I'm sure my hot takes are <laughs> as tepid as ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Hot all take? Right. It's all pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I kind of like that. Hot take? Yeah, I, like, I like it. You know, season nine's got some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> season nine? Pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, I, meant to be doing a, right. I meant to be doing a bingo card this whole... Oh, yes. oh well. Next, we got a lot of great responses. Definitely, Thank definitely. You. I, I, I want to say that we texted about it. And, and when I read it, I texted uh, Sean Edwin. I was like, "Oh, brutal, uh, brutal bingo card here." And Edwin's like, "Yeah, I feel like Michael after the roast." And I just pictured, I pictured Edwin going for a walk with a full loaf of bread. Like, really, really <laughs> went after my intelligence there. <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> but I uh, love it. Still love it. All right. Conference room. Five minutes. All right. You know what? That's it. Conference room. Five minutes. Okay. So this uh, for conference room this week, this comes from Casey on Instagram who said, uh, I thought y'all would appreciate this story. I was listening to you guys while getting ready for a Zoom interview. They got on uh, early, which I wasn't expecting and didn't notice right away. So they got to hear the phrase, baldy, lazy eye, sugar boobs. 
from your Dwight Christmas trivia episode before I realized I was able to pause. Uh, thanks for the work you guys do on the pod. So, That's good. hilarious. First of all, thank you, Casey, for listening and for sending us that, uh, that little anecdote. Hilarious. It's funny because you think that if that were to happen, someone might recognize the office in the background. But what are the chances they'd recognize us quoting the office in the background? Um, no. But that got me thinking uh, just... To, to you guys, now that we've all been, you know, a lot of us have been working at home, working remotely for the last year uh, plus, what are, have you guys had any funny Zoom moments like that or Teams moments or? Oh, Teams moments. I've had a few. Yeah. <laughs> they just hit a little <laughs> differently than Zoom moments. Yeah, that's true. I can, I can start yeah. with, I was on, uh, I was on one not that long ago where, um, it was like a, a big, like a big organizational meeting where you're just kind of watching information is being presented to you. The kind of meeting where you know ninety or you know, the large majority of people there are on mute with their cameras off because they're being presented to. But somebody had their their microphone on, and in the middle of the presentation, you just heard a toilet flush. Mm. And the people presenting, <laughs> one of the guy, one of the people presenting said, "I have my camera on, so you know it's not me." <laughs> <laughs> and it led to a funny thing where it's like that's true you it, that's the way you would prove it i guess is by having your camera on <laughs> it was just a really that's really awesome. silly moment um do, do you guys have any it's just something about a toilet flush sound uh, just it's never yeah. not funny i mean my my i i've had so many zoom meetings for work and i feel like a lot of people have figured it out but like very recently I was doing like this COVID, the network was going to do like a big COVID like intro every week or something like that. So if you were starting on any TV show, you had to dial into this Zoom meeting. And the guy like couldn't, didn't know how to moderate the Zoom call. So he would just be like, I have to ask everyone, you know, please please mute your microphones. And if any time, if at any time anyone's microphone isn't muted, I will, I will wait for you to mute your microphone. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean, nothing was accomplished. Like, I mean, it was not, it was just 45 minutes of waiting for people to mute their microphones. And it was just like, does this, how come they can't host the meeting and mute everybody? <laughs> um, also, though, in sort of related to uh, Casey's story, um, the other day I I was obviously watching Peacock on my computer, watching the office on my computer, prepping for the show, and then paused the show and uh, and uh, closed my laptop and went to work. And when I opened it in the morning at work, it just started the episode and like, you know, you can't like as it's warming up, you can't <laughs> really get everything kind of going a little slow and all of a sudden it's like Michael's like talking about try boobs, B O O B Z. <laughs> it was big boobs with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> just remember people, this kept us safe. Gosh. Uh I I, I haven't had a ton. I did have one good one. Uh, I, I produced for a couple other podcasts. And for one of those shows, we were recording um, with a contributor, someone who I really like and respect in the space. And so I was very <laughs> like excited and slash nervous to, to be on the Zoom with this person. It was totally fine. But when he first um, 
sign on. I so here in the background of my of my Zoom, I have one of the Michael sequin pillows that all of you listening have surely seen on Instagram. Um, you know, it, I have it, a Dwight one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a pillow with the big uh, prison Mike face, the same face that he's making in our logo. But when the sun shines into my office space in the right ways at the right time, it casts shadows on that pillow in a weird way. So picture the full prison mic, like <laughs> upturned, you know, smooth to moon, yeah. you know, full on moment. <laughs> and it was casting a shadow right over his like upper lip. And when this contributor came onto the Zoom uh, and he was like, Hey, this is our producer Alex. I was like, "Hey, nice to meet you." And he he kind of leaned into the camera. He goes, "Is that a Hitler pillow behind you?" <laughs> and I'm just crestfallen. <laughs> oh my god! Because it looked. I mean, like I think with the lighting, it looked like a full like Hitler mid fired up speech picture. Oh my it god! Looked like the mustache, and it was like, no, no, it's 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 a prison mic. And then the thing. And then they were like, "Good day." Yeah, sir. <laughs> I promptly yeah. signed off. Uh, but that was we my shall f- not be contributing my first interaction with this person that it was like not <laughs> no. what I was hoping for but uh it was it ended up being fine but we had a good <laughs> we had a good long laugh I know that if I meet him in the future I can always he'll remember me if I mention that <laughs> that's remember great guy with a Hitler pillow <laughs> this is this is only sort of related but I I gotta tell a story that my my buddy Wilson at work was telling me today uh uh, shout out to to Wilson, but uh, he he was saying that one of he and his buddies, um, non musical earworms is uh, Joe Bennett saying "you gay bastard," <laughs> and so they'll often sure. say that to each other. <laughs> they'll often <laughs> greet each other that way, and his friend was just like biking to his house one night and like just saw a guy outside near his house and who he was just a hundred percent certain was Wilson and biked right up and just said, you gay bastard. And it was not him. (laughs) Person was just like, what? Oh no. Uh, I, uh, I have another one kind of random, but a lot of times when you're in meetings and, uh, at the end, you know, somebody will say, does anyone else have any more questions? I always think in my head, I don't ever say it because I know that the one time I do, my mic will be on mm-hmm. on accident. But I always think of Meredith just saying, talk about vacation days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If anyone doesn't have any questions, we can wrap it up. Talk about vacation days. <laughs> I, I had a uh, last one for me. I had a team's call yesterday. This didn't happen to me. But I was watching closely with someone who someone who's on a, on a work project with me. I it, I could tell by her face and the way it, I, I'm pretty sure she was on this call and like her partner walked into the room, felt like he was naked, just doing something to try and get her to laugh because like the way she was reacting and trying to get him out of the room was just like oh I've I've totally I've done that to Anne before when she's on calls I know exactly what's happening right now. And uh, I I never followed up. I want to figure out if that was the case. But she was trying very hard to stay focused in and not laugh. And I I can only assume that's what it was. (laughs) Draw his penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
whenever I have a story or joke that doesn't you're land, all, I, just, uh, I just go right to the drop board. You're all know. over it today, man. You're killing it with the drops. Thanks. The drops. It's, it's been a while. It's good to be back. So glad to have the drops back. You too. Like Clooney. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys want to do a little trivia? What you should mm-hmm. do for the next episode, Alex, is you should clip Daddy's out. Daddy's here for you, my widow angels. You should clip out Meredith saying talk about vacation days. And then when Sean is trying to actually move us along, does anyone else have anything they want to say about this episode? You can just talk about I, vacation days. Oh, man. I should do that. I got a, I got a, so good. I got a new laptop, and I need to move my drop program over. Mm-hmm. And I, so it's a chance to reorganize and I need, I, I might make like a heckle board where it's just, was, yeah. yeah. Nice. Cause yes. I have like a ton of Stanley, a ton of Meredith. <laughs> so maybe I don't do it by character, but by situation. By, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Oh man. You have to. You're going to, you're going right. to hate it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the women in my improv class absolutely hate him. <laughs> Peach tea. You're going to hate it. <laughs> the, meatball, the meatball parm is their worst sandwich. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's lemon, Phyllis. Uh, what, what else are we doing here? I guess I, I think it's time oh. for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Okay, this week's trivia comes from Peter. Hi, guys. Longtime listener, first time Peter emailer. Peter <laughs> Peter says, I run a brewery in North Carolina, and hey. we have hosted not one, but two office-themed trivia nights. I've been meaning to send you all these questions for a while now. Finally was listening in front of the computer and remembered to send these. Enjoy. Oh. Um, obviously, these are these are full. He gave us the full trivia nights, so um, this is a, a gift that keeps on giving. I'm just going to uh, give you guys one portion wow. um, okay, good. for yeah, this yeah. week's episode, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll return to Peter's trivia in the our future. our brewery family expands. I know. <laughs> they, <great. laughs> love all love all my brewers out there. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, you guys, this is just this is a speed round. This is Jim Halpert trivia. Oh boy, where did Jim go to college? University of Scranton. Grand University. UNC is. Oh, is, oh, is, at is six it. foot six for North Carolina. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my God. What Go are the names Go of Tar-Hills. Jim's? What are the names of Jim's brothers? Uh, Tom and Pete. That's correct. What is the name of the company that Jim started? Athlete. Company. <laughs> <laughs> what is Jim's first costume? In a Halloween episode. Three-hole punch, Jim? Correct. That's correct. What is Jim's favorite flavor of soda? Grape. That's correct. And finally, what is Jim's job title at Stamford? Assistant regional manager. That's correct. Nice, <laughs> ding, ding, nice. ding. All right. There we go. Nice, nice work, guys. Uh, oh, uh, uh, quarantine sniper. <laughs> sniper? Sniper? Saboteur! <laughs> Saboteur! <laughs> uh, we did a whole Andy at sea. We focused a lot later, and I really miss that Andy. He's really, I, uh, he's really great. I'm so glad that we went back to season one immediately after doing a season nine arc. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love when Pam Pam is uh, on the phone with Jim, and she says, I miss him. 
Um, thank you so much for sending that to us, Peter. I, uh, I can't wait to dip into that more in the future. If you have trivia that you would like to share with us, email us, uh, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com, or you can call and leave us a message. Uh, we have a phone number, 503-694-9314. Actually, guys, I would love to do, could we do a voicemail episode for our next episode? I think we've got a lot of great voicemails sure um, I, i'm yeah i'm super okay. busy very, at work so i'm down with a voicemail episode you make yeah, a voicemail. compelling argument <laughs> all right I'll edwin's go first. Using, <laughs> using his negotiation <laughs> tactics on me uh no uh that's uh yeah guys uh so give, give us a call leave us a message we're gonna do a voicemail episode next week um but we already on have facebook a ton of good and instagram ones, right? we already have a ton of good okay ones, so, so you're gonna have to come in with more. a good one yeah okay <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram Michael Scott Podcast Company we have a website michaelscottpod.com uh, we're on Patreon patreon.com slash Michael Scott you can uh, become a Patreon become a Scott's Tot for $5 a month you're going to get a new you're going to get an episode every month that you've got a lot backlogged that you can listen to uh, you're going to get uh, some episodes from the vault uh, one coming soon uh, so join us, support the show, and uh, we make a donation to the Third Good Marshall College Fund uh, with that money as well. So um, uh, do that with us. Uh, so special thanks to all our Scott's Tots. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who helps us with our social media and designs our artwork. Uh, recorded This episode recorded in Portland, Oregon, over video chat. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us, for hanging out with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It makes doing the show so much more fun just to interact Dude. with everyone and uh, and uh, just know it means a lot to us. We, so, um, we got some cool stuff in the, we got some cool stuff in the works for the show. We're pretty excited about it. And Absolutely. Uh, it's all because of you guys. So stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, this wouldn't work without yep. everyone listening and interacting. And so we're excited yeah. for where it's going. And Limo Lady, we're going carbon neutral. <laughs> Pippity <laughs> poppy, give me the song. Yes, yes, sir. sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.